The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Doing this? Is this, uh, is this how it's going to go fans down? On. Are, we, are we doing this live? Fans on? That fan is on. We're live now. <laughs> hey, Joel. Uh, couldn't get that. Uh, had to get that one last thing in before we got the heck up out of here. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Joined by the super producer, Joel Holt in the building. What's happening, man? How you doing this Friday? I'm in the building, man. I, I mean, listen, the Bears got a dub. That's all that matters, bro. A convincing dub at that. Yeah, I mean, so I'm excited about that. That's all I really got going on here. Uh, we're going to be breaking that dub down. We're going to talk about kind of what we saw from this team as a whole, uh, where we think this team, can they keep this offense going? Have they proven themselves as an offensive unit? Uh, at, after playing a much better defense, right? I think versus the Broncos, we all thought there was a question on that. All that and more in today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Let's go. Now, if you are new to the channel, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel to talk Chicago sports. How Chicago talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. We got a Friday episode, man. I'm excited. We, this is a good week. And in, uh, in two days, or in uh, I should say six days, we've seen Justin Fields look like an elite quarterback two times. Yeah. I, I can't be mad at this week. Uh, one resulting in a win. Unfortunately, only one resulting in a win. But... Uh, Outside of that, biggest question is, can this uh, Bears offense prove themselves? I think that they did a really good job versus this defense versus the commanders. Joel, uh, you want to want to break down what we saw in that game there, bro? Well, here, let's just go ahead and bring up the stats. Uh-oh. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh-oh.
I mean, listen, week five was pretty good, right? I think it was an excellent week for the Chicago Bears. You see the yardage out there. Did a great job passing the football. Uh, and again, getting the rush game involved. You got to establish that run. Bears, again, controlled time of possession. I love the fact that we saw so many different people get involved this week, including the defense. We can talk about sacks. We can talk about interceptions. We can talk about 11 fumbles. Oh, <laughs> 11 QB hits. Hey, no fumbles fumble. on that. Hey, Joel, Joel doing a lot out oh. here, y'all. Yeah, I mean, but Justin Fields, I thought he did a really good job uh, with the game. And he, he kept the turnovers away, right? That's the number one thing. And, of course, DJ Moore, the dog that was returning home. Eight receptions, 230 yards, three touchdowns. Cole Komet got in on it as well, getting one touchdown, 42 yards. Still got to work on that blocking there, Cole. Khalil Herbert, before the injury, was absolutely moving the football. 76 yards on 10 carries. I thought he did an excellent job. TJ Edwards should have had an interception, didn't come away with it, but did get a sack in that game. Yannick Ngakwe was creating pressure from the edges. That's what you want to see from the from the uh, new signee for the Chicago Bears, man. I think the Bears did a ton of good things in this game i think offensively we feel a lot better than we do defensively because of the tackling but you see it here right bears finally being able to get into the win column and you got an opportunity versus the vikings next week to try and keep that thing moving right along that's that's the biggest thing now and you have to figure it out offensively here you have to figure out if this is the real offense the packers of course uh, going to be playing this week, Vikings as well. I think if the Vikings lose this week, it could put them in a position where you have to make a decision on whether you're going to keep Kirk Cousins around or not. That could be a real decision that we're talking about. The Lions are rolling. It's going to be interesting to see if the Bears catch them. But uh, yeah, as of right now, Joel, what'd you see in that game that you liked versus the Washington Commanders? I feel like, again, I felt like last week was fool's gold. Like I. We want to see – I want – look, for the record, I want Justin Fields to succeed. I don't believe you. I do. I, <laughs> I would think that in a perfect world, he's that guy, right? We don't have to waste a pick next year on another quarterback and start all over again. So my thing is, can this – can they keep this going? The problem is that – I said this before. This defense is not good, and you're going to need the offense to win. But the problem is like, you know, do I want us to tank for the sake of tanking? No. But if we're going to rebuild this team and finish this rebuild, then go ahead. But if he's the guy, because yeah. we said 50-50, right, talent and then the coaching. So clearly the coaching's been better. The offensive line looked amazing. Yeah. They were not getting blown up in the middle. because well, Tevin Jenkins made a difference and Nate Davis, right? So we had the guard play was excellent. Um, so in my opinion, I thought that they did well. Defense is still the weak link of this, of the team. And then again, I was like, look, they about to lose this game again. Like, <laughs> these jokers are uh, – keep your foot on the pedal. Yep. Like, don't give up. And sure enough, it was like – because I said they got to score 35 points to beat this team. It's, they got to. They, 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 the defense cannot hold. And they almost did. Washington met, had some miscues that would have allowed them to get back in the game. But, hey, the Bears held on. I'm happy that they got at least one win. I'll give them one more win so that at least yeah. we got two against Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we also, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope, right? No, I think I think that's the biggest thing right now, right? As you as you look at what we saw in that Washington game, to me, the number one thing I saw was growth. You saw an improved offense that was more able to put their foot back on the gas when 
it was 30 to 20 in the fourth quarter with 10:51 left to go and we're all sitting here having the exact same thought the offensive line i'll tell you this right and this goes to coaching and i want i don't know if anybody else is going to give luke getsy this credit i have to give luke getsy the credit that he deserves on this because there is 110% of this that could have gone wrong in this game the second that lucas patrick leaves remember you swapped in uh, uh, um, Tevin Jenkins early in that game just to kind of get him some run, get him some work out there, see kind of what he was looking like. And then Lucas Patrick ends up going into concussion protocol. You saw three running backs end up going down in this game. And all of a sudden, you're sitting here like, uh-oh, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Tevin Jenkins come back to, comes back in. Jatir Carter comes back in. And we really didn't see a ton of drop-off. You saw a little drop-off at the beginning of the third quarter where Justin kind of had to throw the football away three or four times just to move the ball forward. But outside of that, I thought the Bears did an excellent job with the blocking scheme up front. And that's what that's the biggest thing that this team needs to have for Justin Fields. And the part to me that I didn't expect to carry over versus this front four, I did think that uh, the Bears were going to struggle in this game because I thought that this was a game where you were talking about a front four that was going to be three to four to five times tougher than what you faced against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos front four is terrible, right? Yeah. They're selling off pieces right now. Yeah. But now you're looking at the other side of this, or you're looking at last week or yesterday, I guess last week, but yesterday, and you're saying, oh, that 12 personnel actually worked. That 12 personnel hit a little bit. Hold on now. Why weren't we seeing this the entire time? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if they just needed – so many games because they're not playing in preseason, the yeah. timing, all that type of stuff. Like to me, those two games, like Denver, these these last two games, I mean, to me, that was the whole part of the excitement going into this season, right? So that's how they should probably look against Green Bay, right? And then everybody's like, oh my God. But the timing was like nothing was yeah. the defense. I don't think you would have beat Green Bay no matter what because of what you just said. Well, I mean, the but point after that, you would think it would start to get together. I'm just saying yeah. that the I the whole point was everybody was hyped. They wanted to see this third year jump. It was all this type of Jalen Hurts. They want to see this type of ascension. And so now we're getting it out there. Oh, they they should have won against Denver, but they didn't. So yep. now you're in this 0-4 hole, and it's like it's hard to. Um, we'll see how this goes. I mean, are, are they going to try to be a playoff contender now, or we're we just going to be middle of the pack, nine and seven, nine nine and eight, nine and eight? If it's, well, it's the, in the middle. The funny thing is, right, nine and eight is yes, it's middle of the pack, but it's also like what most of the teams in the NFL are right now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's still attainable, realistically, right? Like nine and eight, you're sitting here having a conversation about wow, the Bears really turned this season around. Now, nine and eight may not save Flus's job. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, like that, yeah. that could still be a reality there. And I don't think that everything changed because of that. But to me, right, like you're you're in a situation now where your team came out in two weeks in a row offensively versus two very, very different defenses. Now, if we want to have a conversation on the DB room, I'm right there with you. Right. The DB room is terrible, but we didn't think we were going to get to attack that DB room because of what we had up front. Chase Young, uh, uh, Montez Sweat, right. Deron Payne. We didn't hear Deron Payne's name pretty much the entire night. You know what I mean? Because the Bears offensive line did a really, really good job. And the scheme to me was excellent. I thought that the Bears put a great uh, 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 their best foot forward offensively that we've seen 
I mean, this two-week stretch is probably the Bears' best foot forward we've seen since Mitch. I'm not going to lie. Like, last year, right, like, offensively, they were getting the job done, but it was Justin's legs. Well, they they did it uh... – Again, it was the New England game. There was Miami where Yeah, but those that was Justin's legs though. This is this no, is no, you're Justin right. this Fields is, yeah, from you're right. the pocket. You're right. Yes. For, this is the first time we've had a quarterback throw four touchdowns back to back since Jay Cutler in 2009. Right. Man, that's so long ago. I'm trying yeah. to remember that. Yeah, 2009. What was going on in 2009? Uh Lil Wayne uh was dropping uh oh, nope, Carter three was already out. My babies were infants. They were tired. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh a sophomore in high school. Uh, yes, you're old, Joe. I was definitely uh, a, a career uh, yeah. <laughs> IT director of yeah. IT. <laughs> yeah, 2009, bro. Steve-O said he was nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about that. This is the first time a Chicago Bears quarterback stood in the – and I, I, here's the funny part, right? The one part I didn't look up, how many picks did Jay throw in that? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I like, at le- like at least right now, we're talking about one interception. Uh, you got an eight-to-one ratio right now. No, I mean, look, he's – again, like the whole point of this whole conversation, like I feel like people are, don't hit on Justin Fields. This is, is he worth 250 to $300 million? And that's the whole point. Yeah. It, will he get better? Does he have the ability to get better? Is it the coaching? Because it seems – I mean – what he did yesterday and then last week is still phenomenal because it's not easy to do. Yeah. But then again, Mitch did that against uh, Tampa Bay and had six touchdowns. I remember that game. Yeah, but this defense is better than Tampa Bay. The Washington You're defense saying, is better than Tampa Bay. I don't know. They were talking about they pretenders or, or contenders. And Listen, nobody thought they were going to the Super Bowl. The, right. the, the statement was all the same. We thought that the front four was going to eat our offensive line alive. No matter what. Like, right, like, here's the thing. When the Bears beat somebody, now it's like, well, are they really that good? And I get that, right? But, like, that's well, they not the conversation it. we were having with the Philly team. But they deserve it. They were 0-4. No, prop- I get you, but I'm saying, right, like, when they beat – when they – they didn't beat Philly. They end up losing to Philly, right? But, like, when they're competing with Philadelphia, right. everybody's talking about this defense is going to eat the Bears alive. The Bears have no chance. They're going to be all over them. That front four is going to demolish them. And then all of a sudden the Bears come out and dominate them. And they're like, well, is that front four really good? No. I, yes, they're still good. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, they're still really, really freaking good players. I would take every single one of them on this Bears defensive line Right now, I agree. I, <laughs> I, I definitely look. I, I just wanted to see what, what they were going to do. Uh, was this fool's goal last year, uh, last week? Yeah, so for them to do what they did this week is encouraging. Now, just let me see you do this against the other at, at upper echelon of teams. Yeah, um, where everybody's giving Detroit a lot of love. I want to see what we do in our division against Detroit. And when you look at the schedule uh, moving forward, I mean, you got the Chargers are the only team I'm really going to – Vegas, got the Chargers. I think then we got New Orleans on the docket. All teams that we should be – if we play like this offensively, we should be able to compete with, right? Yeah. But then again, hopefully we don't lose – we we lost – We lost a lot of bodies We might have lost Herbert. And I, I I commend Khalil Herbert for trying on that ankle. He Ooh, really went out there and tried. He, did. Yes, he went he out did. there to cut. I asked Lance about it. Y'all see the pod. The pod, I believe, is dropping at five today on uh, the Chicago Bears podcast. I asked him about it. I said, you know, uh, do you like when a young guy goes out there and tries, you know, to, to fight through the injury? Does that do something for the locker room? He said, I'd have told him, what are you doing, dummy? You can't cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like, come on, he's the rah-rah guy. Come on. Like, I was like, go sit your like, dumb dude, butt down, dude, bro. Dude, you this can't is a cut. business. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose your ankles, bro. 
Right. But no, I just I I really I thought offensively the Bears did some really good things. And the, my favorite part about it is I think that you can replicate it again this week versus the Vikings. Now you have to do it, right? But the Vikings defensive line isn't better than this defensive line. I'd say the Vikings defensive line is a lot closer to what we faced in Denver than anything else. Because what, yeah. what is it? You got uh um uh, why can't I think of old boy name on the edge? I don't even remember anybody over there no more. Y'all help me in the chat over with the Vikings, bro. Y'all know who I'm talking about. They just signed him. Steve, I know you know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name right now. But he's he's their only pass rusher right now. Daniel, Daniel Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Hunter. He's their, he's their only pass rusher right now, right? True. Like, but, yeah. So you're dealing with a, a Chandler Jones in Denver situation. The rest of that team is ancient. Yeah. Like, when you look at that defense, you just go, oh, my God. So – when I see that, this is a stretch where whether we think it's sustainable or not, you can gain so much confidence. I love Don Bird. That dude came in already. MVP talk. Now he's saying y'all starting to – this team is easy on the schedule. Talk ain't learned yet, huh? What, what are we learning here? We're, the whole point is that <laughs> we want to make sure we got a quarterback that can play. Yeah, we, we have to make know a move offense. and trade for, you know, do we go for the number one dude with Caleb Williams? And then even hearing him – the, the reports about him wanting to not come here or go wherever else to me, I, there's not to do it a sidebar, but I'm like, I want somebody want to be here. If you're talking all that, you know, I'd rather, well, you, I think here's the thing. You're going to face that no matter what, anything you go in to. the draft with those top picks. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's now, a, if you're a top five pick you're making money in college, yeah. you're making money hand over fist in college. So, so anyways, I just, when looking at the schedule, the whole point is like this season may not be over. And then when you're looking at this, the schedule coming up, who we have to face, the offensive line looked good. Yeah. And, and that's 12 personnel. You're running 12 personnel. I don't know if we saw, I haven't looked at the all 22 yet. I've rewatched the tape, but I haven't seen the all 22 just yet. I don't know if we ran a ton of 13 personnel. We ran that a little bit in, uh, in that, um, Denver game where we were getting basically three tight ends on the field. Mm -hmm. But to me, 12 personnel is exactly what I want to see from this Bears team because guess what? I don't know if Larry Borum can block. I saw Larry Borum last night. He looked okay. Yeah. He didn't look great. I really don't want to see him doing that uh, too much. Uh, I'd rather have Braxton Jones back there because Larry Borum, I believe, allowed the most amount of pressures out of anybody yesterday. You know what well, I mean? Tevin yeah, Jenkins uh, was clean, by the way, clean pocket for Tevin Jenkins. He's the swing tackle. We we still need a true left tackle. Like I, by I way, appreciate ninety eight and hit twenty four likes. Hit that like button. Stop playing with me, man. I appreciate uh, Braxton Jones, but I just feel like once we're another piece away, like we need that tackle in center. Braxton is a starting offensive lineman for sure. I don't know if he's a starting left tackle. Right. We just and need, that's the that's the guy the you need to protect your black blind yeah. side is that's the guy I need. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, because just, to me, maybe he's a starting. I mean, I, I I thought realistically, right? You flip flop. Tevin came in as a left tackle. You know what I liked the most too about the game was the we didn't have that many penalties. We were very controlled. Well, the refs had three was of them. And the, and the, the refs, refs was wilding oh on God. both sides, Yes, bro. they were. They Listen, were. <laughs> in the first half, I was like, false start, no flag. <laughs> false start, no flag. I'm, I'm hey, yo, we the, was getting away I'm with some about stuff. the pass interference calls oh, that were PIs not getting called. Like, the PIs was crazy. I, a blatant one. The one in the end zone against um, Mooney. Yeah, like yeah. he was on him. He didn't even look back for the ball. Uh, the, the Mooney one, I, I ain't going to lie to you. The Mooney one I can deal with. Because of how bang bang it was, the one that pissed me off was DJ Moore at the end of the game to move the chains, 
uh, coming across because he literally is just holding on to DJ's arm. He's like, you're not getting 230 more yards. Right, right, then right. the very next play, DJ Moore breaks off for the big touchdown where y'all see me in the chair doing appointment. Hey, and it, hey. that man is special. Hey, DJ yo, Moore him, uh, is special. Like, I'm just happy. It's like the common sense thing of get the best player the ball. Like, yep. give him the ball. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Bro, it took him four weeks to figure out. <laughs> Wait, you you wanted me to pass for this guy? <laughs> Hold on, hold on. We haven't had hold this on. before. We haven't had this hold in a long on. time. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you want me to make him your first read in the offense? <laughs> but I, you know what? Here's here's a real question with it, right? Because I think the the development of Justin Fields, like you said, is the main thing that we're really talking about with this, right? Do you like that it took? the dialogue between the offensive players and Luke Getze for us to get to here. Is that a positive or a negative for you? Because for me, when I look at Justin Fields speaking out, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, uh, he did speak out as well, but it, it got him up out of here. But <laughs> when you look at those guys to me speaking out about it and Luke actually making the adjustment, that shows me that I am, he's not Matt Nagy. I'm willing to adjust my scheme to what my players need me to do. Well, this we actually kind of have a scheme though. They're just not executing. But it we properly. didn't have it the first three weeks. This is not the same no. scheme we ran the first three weeks. But the scheme from last year, like the problem was this: the complaint is 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 Justin reading the field? Is he hitting the guys he's supposed to be hitting? They didn't change the whole playbook overnight. This is the same scheme. Now, whether he feels better and he can make his one or his two reads. The issue is, can he get from one to two to three? Yeah. Do we sacrifice the rest of this season to make sure that he gets to where he needs to get to because he's going to be commanding real money, and it will be very nice that we can have him. Well, he's still under contract. I know he's under contract, yeah. but the point is, like, if we're talking about passing up a quote-unquote generational Caleb Williams quarterback, yeah. we're talking – if he's on this Andrew Luck type stuff, if he's on a Peyton Manning, like, I would hate that we miss out on this because he's he's a good quarterback, I think not a great here's quarterback. here's the thing. I'll tell you this right now. If Ryan Poles believes, and you have to go through your due diligence and all of this, but if Ryan Poles believes that Caleb Williams is Andrew Luck, is Patrick Mahomes, is what whoever the elite QBs you want to name, and he chooses to keep developing with Justin Fields, unless Justin Fields is like the ultimate leader in the locker room, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. If you really believe that, mm -hmm. because look, I love Justin. I want Justin to be successful here. I hope that he does become the quarterback that we want him to be. I hope he's our franchise QB. Hope he's our first 4,000 yard passer. He's on pace to be all of those things. I want to keep building with Justin. Yeah. But if you go through your evaluations and you say, yes, we have Justin right now, but this guy could be Peyton Manning. That's, that's a no brainer. Unless Justin proves to you that he's Peyton Manning this year, that's a no brainer. Like, I don't care what situation you're in. Well, like I said. And I want Justin to be our quarterback. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm, I'm looking at Philly Michael Vick as my barometer for that type of, you know, athletic. If you're looking at Philly Michael Vick and you think Caleb Williams could be Peyton Manning, you take Philly Michael Vick and you say have fun in Philly and you go get Peyton Manning. I'm just saying, Philly Michael Vick. I'm saying, to me, that's the ceiling of that athleticism, being able to read the field. Philly Michael Vick was like, Incredible, you know, in terms of that type of if that's the similar scheme they've been running, 
whatever. Yeah. That, that's what I want to see. Yeah. But but it's it, it's just about you, you have to make the tough part that's tough is you're going to have to make business decisions here. And to me, what Justin Fields has done over the last two weeks is starting to make me feel better about who he is as a quarterback. I've always known that he's had this talent. I wanted the system to adjust to that talent, right? Somebody said, I'm taking Mike <laughs> Vick, Mace, I'm taking Michael Vick, playboy. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, boy. Michael, Michael Vick was swaggy. How many of them things Michael Vick got on his fingers? I see you, Steve-O. Like, Steve Young is probably the uh, barometer of the of being able to be a – Mobile quarterback. quarterback. But Steve wasn't necessarily that fast in the sense he was shifty. Steve was shifty. And but he kept getting his bell rung. Yeah, so yeah. He, all those dang concussions. But took he kept him out. getting up. But he was a problem. He kept getting up. He was hey, a problem. Sometimes you had to sometimes you had to spin him around and point him in the direction of the receiver. You know what I mean? But you like, know what, Steve, but, make sure you throw it right. But speaking of Steve Young, the thing is that he really didn't get his shot for a long time. Until Joe sat, Montana got out of the way. He sat under Montana for years. Yeah. And then he finally got, but he at night when he won in '95, they only won the one Super Bowl. He was like thirty some years old. Yeah, one. I thought he got two. Uh, if he won two, it was as a backup under the 49ers. But he won one. They blew out the Chargers. It was like forty-two to seven or fifty. Oh, something that's to, the one 50. where uh, Dion was on the team, right? Uh, Jerry, Jerry, and Dion was together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had like Ricky Waters, I think. That they beat uh, they beat the Chargers. Uh, they, they beat, beat the, the breaks yep. off the Chargers. Dion was on that team. Yeah, yeah. So, but but he was like perfect. He memorized the whole play call. But like Steve Young was like that guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I what I saw the thing was with Mike Vick. My point is that he was such a ball dominant running quarterback guy. He wouldn't. He admitted to not necessarily looking learning the offense. So now to finally hit sit backs, be able to still use some of that. Now he'd already been out of football a couple of year a year yeah. or two. He was a little bit older, but imagine if he actually had locked in in the early part of his career. Yeah. And being able to, that's what I want to see from Fields. Like he can do that, but can he really see the field? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, man. Like his, I, I love what we've seen from Justin Fields the last two weeks. I do believe that that is the quarterback that he wants to be. I mean, you look at Justin Fields' numbers on the season right now, and they don't sit here and tell you. Like, the narrative of the running quarterback with Justin Fields, even if you look at the first three games alone, is dead through five weeks of this season. Justin Fields has not been a running quarterback. No. Let me, get, let me get these. 61% uh, uh, completion percentage. I like the completion percentage to be a little bit higher, but I got what I got right now, right? Yeah. 94, 452. 1,143 yards. Last year, he threw for 2,200 yards. Yeah. He's got half of that through five games this year. Seven and a half yards uh, per completion, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. That does – I saw everybody out there. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes right now. Nobody else has played yet. He, Guys, calm down. He's on his way. Like, yeah, I mean – But 11 and five, he's still taking 20 sacks, which is way too many sacks. But then you look at the, the rushing numbers this season um, – Justin Fields right now, that's passing. Where's the rushing numbers? He's he's rushed for 191 yards. Yeah, he's not even. He's not even running. Not even he's doing. using his legs perfectly. Right. And I love that. That's what I want. I don't want to see Michael Vick. I want to see a guy, right? Like, what, what's the play uh, uh, um, where um, in Denver? where he breaks Buddy down by the goal line. That's how I want Justin to use his legs, right? The yes. pass to Khalil Herbert that, unfortunately, he ends up rolling his ankle that, that's on. That's the uh, but you Aaron Rodgers-type stuff. Yeah. Like, you want him to be smart with his athleticism. The pass to Khalil Herbert where, unfortunately, Khalil rolls his ankle on it, but 
you see Justin start to get to the edge, and all of a sudden, the defender's like, I, I got to make a decision. I, I got to stop Justin from running. Right. And he runs up on Justin. Justin, you know, he's in an odd position, throws the ball badly. Khalil tries to come back and get it, rolls the ankle. I don't like that part of it. But, like, when you think about it, right, the commitment that we saw from Justin to being a passer is actually working out. Now, did it take five weeks for it to get here? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> Which like sucks. That, that's what's the frustrating part. Like, we all have the right to be irritated with what's going on. Like, 100%. I mean, because it's like, I don't understand why people wouldn't question everything. It's like, I like there's a comment where, you know, he's compared to, to Josh Allen, which is comparable because <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen, Allen was. No, Josh Allen be running. <laughs> yeah, running. But he was also like, he didn't have a high completion percentage when he came out of college. Yeah. And then he was basically running a lot more than Dable got a hold of him. And they, you know, he turned into a comparable quarterback. And that's all we want to see. My thing is this. Hey, we just don't want to be locked into a person if he's not really going to be that guy. But I'm very encouraged. I just hope that it's not fool's gold and, like, you know, building this team out. Like, we got to put string these games together because we've been wanting a quarterback for so long. Yeah. And, and, like, he definitely has talent, but will it actually get – will they see it all the way through? Hopefully he doesn't get – he's using it as a, his athleticism. He doesn't get hurt right. because he's running too much because he's able to actually – manage the pocket. And the, the good thing is that, look, the de offensive line is definitely doing well, like for the, at least these last two games. He, actually, the li line's been okay pretty much most of the season because the complaints nah. were – No, because even at Tampa Bay, they were saying like a lot of it was that he's holding the ball. He's that, trying to process too much. In Tampa, yes, he was trying to process too much, but that line also was like – they was getting blown up. A little bit. Okay. Either way, it was it was with, a it was Jenkins, a 50 50 situation. Back, it, it was a definite difference. Yeah, he made a difference. Well, and, and Nate Davis made a difference last week. Well, I don't even I don't even know if Tevin made a major difference early on, right? Because Tevin didn't start the game. He was in that. Tevin game. came. They in, weren't getting blown up in that middle with them big boys. No, Tevin came in. I want to say maybe on the third or fourth drive. Again, I haven't looked back at the all twenty two just yet, but mm -hmm. I I. I you know, like Tevin came in later in the game. Jatir Carter got in before Tevin Jenkins did. And then they put Tevin in. And then they took Tevin out and put Jatir back in. That's what I'm talking about when I say I commend. Justin Fields is playing out of his mind right now. He really is. Last two weeks, he's he's played like a dominant quarterback. And, and you can't take that away from him. But the scheme the last two weeks has been the blocking the scheme alone, been, the running game alone yes. has been elite from these coaches. And I haven't said elite when it comes to these coaches at all this season. I want to make sure I give them their flowers as well. I think that offensively this Bears team is starting. It, it unfortunately took them calling out their coach, but the coach heard it. Yeah. He can do one of two things. He can say, you called me out in the media. I'm not going to help you. We're going to have a losing season. Right. Or he can say, hey, listen, let's figure this thing out together. Let's not do that no more. Let's make sure that we're using our words the right way. Boom, let's go out here and make something happen. Guess what? Versus Denver, we talk about what would you say? What would you say? What, what did you say? What? You said uh, um, versus Denver, uh, you piqued my interest. <laughs> oh, I said uh, against Denver, you had my uh, curiosity. Against the commanders, you have my attention. Yeah, that's it right there. That's it right there. You got my attention. And guess what? It doesn't mean that they got the answer. 
It doesn't mean that they can't go back the other direction. You have to keep going out there and getting the job done. I just want to see this against good competition. I don't want to see this against inferior competition. The commanders definitely, I'm not saying that they, they're more middle of the pack than they were than Denver. Well, they're probably the 13th ranked defensively. That's middle of the pack. Yeah. So my point is that close to the top 10 and I want to see <laughs> this against the one of the top five, top 10 teams. Yeah. Like that's all. Like I don't, I just the competition like against Kansas City was like head and shoulders, like they were Kansas City was so head and shoulders above us that yeah. it was like. I'm tired of people, uh, the, the Bears get on national TV and just look like they don't belong there. And so, like, this team looked like a competent football team, and they came out slinging. And they go up 27, what, 28 points or whatever it was? Uh, 27 to 3 at the half. Right. So then, and then it's like, okay, now, you guys are learning how to get a lead. Now let's learn how to keep that lead and yeah. stop, keep your foot on the gas, you know. Well, I think that's the thing, too. They learned last night, right? Like, last night to me was a learning experience because – it was, right? They were coming back. Oh, my God, what are we doing here? We got to get down the field. We got down the field again. And I think I think there's a part of it, too, that a lot of people lose, right? You have to know, listen, where to place the blame in that Denver game. The team coming back, this defense is god-awful. Guess what? Even last night, the defense is not good. No. It's not, right? Like, they change things. They blitz more. I like that. But the defense is not good. What but I versus did. Denver, Justin Fields in the fourth quarter drove you down the field and put you in a position to take the lead 31 to 28. Your coach made a decision. Right. Your coach made a decision. You got to live with it. Yeah. Guess what? Pete Carroll made a decision in the Super Bowl. They lost. Yes, he did. <laughs> and apparently Russell Wilson is a D-bag that nobody likes. I mean, that's, that's some, that's some, here's the one. I asked Ringo about this yesterday. I was like, does that really surprise anybody? I was like, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me in the slightest that, that people don't like Russell Wilson. <laughs> I don't I, I don't understand why they pick on him like that. I feel like he's because just, all his old teammates go, he don't talk to us. Right. He well, yeah, he's just uh <laughs> like maybe, Richard maybe Sherman or Marshawn Lynch. Did you see Marshawn on Shay Shay? He was like, he was like, he called me from a block number. Yeah, yeah. Uh whatever. <laughs> I, you know what? That's Russell. Um, I felt like the def what I was encouraged with was that I don't like that they're trying to run this defense, right? And it's this cover two, we know how the cover two works. Yeah. We don't have all the personnel to run the cover two. However, we're going to still run the cover two instead of like I saw some blitzes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like they actually attacked the defense, the, their offense, and came with some blitzes on the side. Like, thank you. Uh, I saw that. Who was that? There's a guy I didn't realize who was on our team. He had like seven, eight tackles of the cornerback and had a sack. Oh, uh, not uh, Stevenson. Uh, uh, yeah, not Stevenson. Ty, um, Tyron. He ended up getting hurt. 27. Yeah, 27. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like. Uh, I can't think of his name. Y'all know who it up is. in a second. But, you know, it was like, thank you. We're using the personnel. Jay Clint, where you at with the stats, brother? <laughs> Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? 
outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. <laughs> yeah. Where's crit? <laughs> but the, the point is that I was encouraged to see that the coaching is definitely getting better. And but I want to see this again against top competition. Yeah. That's all. No, I, I hear you. I think here's the thing, though, yeah, right? Strowman, thank you. Strowman, yeah. shout out to y'all. Yeah. I, I hear you, but I think here's the thing as well that we also have to understand. By the way, 175 in this month. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page, man. We do this Monday through Friday every single day. We also got the Chicago Bears breeze and yeah, Bulls breeze cracking boy. off. So sub over there as well, man, as we're going to keep this thing moving along. Uh, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Bears schedule. There's not a lot of elite teams. Guess what? Do I want to see the Bears go out and do this versus the Chargers defense? I do. I also really don't want to see Khalil Mack. But um, here's how your lineup goes. You now have the Vikings, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Saints, who are terrible, the Panthers, who are terrible. Detroit would be a good game to go out there and get, but Detroit's on a roll. Let's see kind of where they're at. Minnesota, terrible. Bye week. Lions again. Cleveland, terrible. Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals actually a little spunky. We need to have that conversation about the Cardinals. They're a little spunky. Falcons, terrible. Green Bay. That's yeah. how your season goes. Yeah. You're not going to prove that versus the defenses that you have on the field right now. And so I don't think that's a bad thing. Go out and beat the teams that you can beat and continue to develop. Here's an interesting scenario that I think a lot of people don't think about, right? Because as Bears fans, what do we want? We want the most elite uh, uh, um, team that we can get. Mm-hmm. We want the most elite quarterback that we can find on the market. How many times have we seen teams that just have an established quarterback stick with their quarterback to build out the rest of the team around them? That could be a path that the Chicago Bears take if Justin Fields does continue to play like this this season. It's the path that I think will they will likely take if – we see Justin Fields continue to play like this this season because, realistically speaking, having something that's established and building around that, you, how many teams in the league do you think want to pat Mahomes on a team but didn't take him because they had a quarterback already? <laughs> no, I I think that um I'm my point is that I would like Fields to work out. Yeah, and if he's getting better, his confidence is growing. They're beating up all these kind of subpar teams because by the time when the playoffs, if they make the playoffs for some, they go off with a tear. Like yeah. they go on a five, six, they got, seven. They got a long way to go to get there, by the way. <laughs> they do, but it's, one and four ain't telling me you're playoff ready. But they're also they're also just zero and one in the division. We haven't even played the division games yet. Uh, what Minnesota's next week? Yeah. So you know they, if this we want, if if Fields is that guy and they're getting better, the confidence is getting better, the coaches are getting better. Like everybody's finally starting to like mature and you know learn how to play, basically coach you got 
you know, we sitting there with a, a rookie. Well, everybody's in the second year now. Eberflus is everybody's in their second year, right? Now, yeah. So Eberflus, Getsy, like everybody's a, a rookie around here. They're still new. Yeah. So it takes you a few years to finally figure some things out. But uh, I, I would hope that if Fields can make it and, and be that guy, awesome. Yeah. I, I would love that. But if he's not, I'm not mad that they got to move on because you're not going to commit 250 some million, 25, what, 30 million guaranteed. And then he doesn't pan out because he got the money. Like, I don't – I would hate that. Yeah, but I would also hate that you have something that is – and th that is something that is at a certain level and you move on for hope. Mm -hmm. I would hate that more. Right? Because, listen, hope sells dreams, baby. That's how, the, that's if, how these if, teams if, are making you, money Right now. now, I'm telling you right now, 22 years old, you could trade Patrick Williams on hope and, and there's value there. Patrick Williams ain't did nothing in the <laughs> But he's 22 years old. There's hope. Guess what? Marvin Bagley on Detroit. They just traded for uh 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 old boy from um no, we're switching to basketball. No, I, yeah, just I'm just saying, right? Like hope. I'm I'm using them as examples yeah, the of age, hope, right? Yeah, the potential. That's what potential. The, most Potential's of the early the NBA was word. about potential. All these high school guys coming out was all about potential. Yeah, and most of them didn't hit. A couple of them did. Most I mean, yeah, well, not a lot of them. Me, I, I don't know how many high school guys came out. That's a good question. I mean, I, I, most of the big names we know that came out of high I mean, school hit. Kobe, of course. Tyson LeBron. Chandler. Was no, Chandler went to college. Curry no, was no, out of Chandler was high school too. Dominguez. Chandler was high school. Both the uh, Curry and we had Chandler two high school. Out. Kobe. Did he really pan? I mean, he was Chandler he was, was good. Time defensive player every year. But the point was like I panned out, bro. <laughs> later after he left us, I guess. Well, well yeah, there's that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, my, my thing is right, potential, right? The potential sells. And so I think that if you're – I would rather have the bird in the hand versus two in the bush. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Take that however you want. <laughs> it's not a pause. The way you – I made, said two in the you bush. You looked at it like you made sure you said, said that right. I said two in the bush. You said that right. Like, the bird in the hand to pause, though. That's the real question. <laughs> the bird in the hand might be the pause the whole time. I'm not going to lie to you. Two in the bush ain't crazy, but uh, I got you. <laughs> the point is, the point is, you can't fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> you fool me twice, can't fool me again. <laughs> fool me one time, shame on you. Anyway, uh, but no, I just, I, I really believe that there's going to have to come a point where you commit to somebody and say, we're going to ride this out with this guy as our quarterback. Mm -hmm. And Maybe he is average, or maybe he is just above average, or maybe he is elite. But at the end of the day, we have to build the team around him to make him better. I've seen that a million times. Most of the times you see Super Bowl wins, you don't talk about that guy being an elite quarterback. You talk about that guy having a team that made his life easy, and he was elite for a moment. Now, yeah. Pat Mahomes breaking that stigma. But Tom Brady's first few Super Bowls? He did enough to help. He win. did enough. He existed in him. Hey, yeah. when you start going back in history, you start seeing some quarterbacks. That, like, listen, Trent Dilfer. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, listen. I I love uh, I love who's a who's, who's a boy that's uh, so mad at Zach Wilson now from the Jets. Uh, Joe Joe uh, who's the Jets quarterback that won a Super Bowl? Only one again. Oh, Joe Namath. Joe Namath. I was thinking Thiesman. I knew that wasn't it. Joe Namath. Hey, Joe, Joe Namath was like fifteen. Maybe not. He was like eight for 26 in more, the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had more Two turnovers, one touchdown. Like, bro, like, uh, come on, dog. You know what I mean? Like, they, Well, they had him as underdog for a reason in the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> you, you weren't necessarily that great. And so you just happened to beat the best you team. You know what I mean? 
So you it's won. like if you build the team around whoever the quarterback is, I hope it's Justin Fields and he's elite. If he's if he's okay or just look is, is Brock Purdy elite? Probably not. They probably going to the Super Bowl based on how this team look right now. I would say, but the point is, is he worth $250 million? That's the point. I would say this though. I what I like is that okay, if the schedule is very favorable and he's First of all, what Fields did these last two games is incredible. Yeah. I don't think that's by accident. So he can, can – these are confidence builders. And like you said, Minnesota is not – I'm not scared of them. Yeah. We all figured they might lose to Kansas City. They were supposed we, to win we, some we, of the other we games. All, we all knew that. Exactly. <laughs> but, not, but if you're not going against – now you don't have that strength of schedule that's super challenging uh, where you can at least build on these building blocks. So yeah. – I think, I mean, dude, I would love to see that Justin keeps doing this. And then by the time he really matures, he he might actually just be that guy. Yeah. And he's the dude. Like, he's what we hope. Because the whole point is, like, we're all hoping. We're all like, but we, we thing, love. What changed it, though? The coaching, I think. The coaching yeah. and the line. Yeah. If you give me coaching and you give me a line, I'll give you this quarterback week in and week out. But, now, is, are there going to be down games? Are there going to be mistakes? Listen, he's not going to play like this the rest of the season. Justin Fields. There's going to be an up and down. <laughs> Justin Fields will throw for <laughs> 600 yards. 6,000 yards. <laughs> he will have 712 touchdowns <laughs> and 51 interceptions only to honor the fallen Dick, Dick Buckets. <laughs> Money. Rest in peace to the great. <laughs> Money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's literally like, <laughs> like, but if we if we're being 100 percent honest, right, it's gonna still be Wait. games where he looks amazing, games where he looks okay. Hold on, Richard Fuentes. Okay, yeah, we're gonna be like, we know they're gonna lose in the playoffs. No one ever said even I'm I just want to see progression to get to the playoffs. But but that that doesn't always mean throw the quarterback away and put somebody else in place. I watch Peyton Manning lose in the playoffs every single oh, yeah, year. Yeah. Every freaking hold on, single year yeah, yeah. until he beat us. Yeah. He was awful he was in his, the playoffs. He was on his way to being the next damn He arena. was literally one of the most elite regular season quarterbacks you've ever seen. And he was god-awful in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what changed? <laughs> the team around him. He didn't all of a sudden magically just start like, wow, I really, I really figured this out. You know what changed? Jeff Saturday. The defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the defense started but getting built. The whole point is that we want to know that we get to knowing that he is that guy that we can build around. Yeah. And it, he's he's definitely shown something. We just want to see the consistency because all of a sudden it's like, what's happening? Like, how can we not question? When we seen the first three or four games, and then oh no, there's still question. I still got plenty of them. I'm just saying, like, but he there is building blocks with him. I I think, like I said, conference builders that he can continue to ascend. And I think he's at the again. Is he worth 250 million dollars? Yeah. So when it comes to, down to it, and then if we played ourselves out of position of rebuilding the team, like I don't understand why people wouldn't take a certain. I'm not gonna lie to you. We keep saying you keep saying 250 million dollars. That's okay. A 300. That's a bargain. If we get him at 250, we, we that's won. what I'm saying. Just, <laughs> that's a bargain. That's a quarterback bargain right now. <laughs> okay, 500 million. The point is, is when you're going to tie a long term contract to this guy, yeah, he's going to ask for a four or five year contract. So, more than likely, yes, yeah. So, that's the point. If if he's that guy, I'm happy. 
that we got him. We don't have to start all over again. And we got our quarterback because we've been waiting for a while. We had we had Mitch for what four or five years. Mitch and was here 2017. Did we pick up Mitch's fifth? I think he might have been here I five. He got five. I think Mitch might have been here five because I think we picked up his no, and, we didn't. No, we didn't. They just let him he go. He was only here four. He was only here four. And we, we didn't pick him, up his fifth. Yeah, and we just let him go. That was it. We had four years, and that was it. We got a playoff run. He got a Pro Bowl appearance, and you know, see you later. Yeah. So can we finally get us a quarterback? They tried with Jay Cutler. They traded for him. We had a he was a 10-year starter to a degree, but he just the leadership qualities that he displayed and just not he just I just failed us. But Fields hopefully can be that guy. I'm encouraged. I haven't seen this before. Four touchdowns in oh you have in a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's bad when he when you just gotta be like, Yeah, Jay Cutler did that, didn't he? Uh I don't even remember him doing that, but but no, traded Mitch to the Steelers. No, we didn't. Mitch went to the Bills. Buffalo after, Bills. Uh, and then he this. signed with the man. Yeah, then he signed with the Steelers. Um, we didn't trade him either. He just left. He just let him walk away. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's okay. But no, realistically, um, I I think – I here's the thing. I like the direction, and the last two weeks were more of a, okay, maybe there is more to this than we see – but it doesn't change the plan that we have in place. You still got to build the rest of the team around this guy. I love that Tevin Jenkins was able to come back and play in this game. I think that's something that's elite. Now, to me, you're trying to refine what we saw in these last two games and put yourself in a position where you can be competitive in the rest of the games throughout the season. Doesn't mean you're going to win all of them, but you can be competitive because with this defense, you never know. And I think it started with... Getting Chase Claypool the heck up out of here. I also think that uh, well, let me say this last thing, and then we'll move to Chase. But I feel like um, the whole point is that it, it proves the point that all of these guys have to be developed, and yeah. you can't you can't just give up on them. There's only so many quarterbacks that could just come in and take over, and that's a very few percentage. So you have to believe in this in, in your the quarterback that you have. So with Fields, if I'm encouraged that they're believing in him by letting building around us it's, it's even the same thing with mitch like they're all multiple clay that you got to be able to work whether you let them sit two or three years what was that motion multiple you know anyways the whole point is that being able to what well, i'm just trying to multiple clay <laughs> come on come on come on i'm just saying like you know the point is that they got to work and, and build around this guy that yeah. so hopefully that's what we're seeing they're buying into him and we're going to they're not going to use this year to waste it and just let, let him out there to hang him out to dry, he can actually get better and, and they're building around him, building up his confidence. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I think that, uh, you know, killing those screen plays and, and guys moving the ball down the field. PK, <laughs> what you feeling though, Joe? <laughs> what, you, what you doing over there, man? Let's move to the third. What's going on, man? No, I, I think it started with this, right? You had to make a big, a big boy decision here. Uh, the Bears, in breaking news uh, much earlier today, did trade Chase Claypool. It, this was news that was like, oh, it broke. All right, we don't really care. Uh, they trade <laughs> Chase Claypool for, I, I mean, listen, as somebody that was all in on Claypool, right, like, didn't pan out. And I like that my GM was willing to say, you're poisoning what we have, what we want to do here, we'll move on. Yeah, he didn't get. It's a huge miss. This is this is Ryan Pohl's biggest miss of his career to this point in two years. Right. Of course, maybe the Larry Joby thing, the physical saves him. He takes that away. That was a miss. That, that, that was a miss. But yeah. he didn't end up paying for it. Right. Like you, you didn't pay that guy. He goes somewhere else. He's terrible. Um, but you traded away the 32nd pick in the draft. 
you end up trading it out for a seventh round pick in Chase Claypool to the Miami Dolphins for a sixth round pick in 2025. Um, this is the biggest miss of his career yeah. to me. And 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 I, I don't, you know, I see kid in the chat. He said, not getting pickings. I'm not worried about not getting pickings because you went out and got DJ Moore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I like Kyler Gordon, and we need a slot safety terribly, or a slot uh, DB terribly. So I like Kyler Gordon. I still would have picked Pickens over. Now Brisker, no. Gordon, yes. But I, I, uh, I, I basically, I mean, he's out of there, you know. And 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 I'm glad that my GM wasn't so tied to a player that he had to keep him in the room. And I'm also glad that he let this guy be on a freaking. Let's see what you're gonna do, deal. You know what I mean? Because. Listen, yeah. Ryan Pace is paying him, right? He makes that trade, he's paying him. <laughs> we know that much. <laughs> yeah, I just I just hate that it he it, I guess it's, you know, we live in when you live in you know, in terms of having talent and but it has to be everything, right? It has to be the 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 maturity, it has to be the personality along with the talent doesn't mean that it's always going to work out. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about my ex marriage, like you know, sometimes relax there, brother. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like <laughs> you, you okay? You yeah, got a flash, saying, sir. You know, sir, are you okay? I'm just saying, are like, you okay? You, you can have all the, the, the ability in the world, but if it's the <laughs> personality doesn't match, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This, this, this is not the right fit. This man got custody and has gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> We wasn't getting none of these comments on the podcast before. <laughs> custody, Fight me now. Take them. <laughs> no, but I just, it's, it's, it's disappointing just because things can look good from the outside, but doesn't mean on the inside they, they work, yeah. know, to work together. So uh, I wish he would have worked out because it would have been nice to have that trio of receivers. Um, you know, but Mooney looked kind of, shaky yesterday like he he missed him a couple times yeah. i mean he was reaching though yeah um what's the name didn't put him in the right spots but um i would have liked to see that trio really work out i think that's just here's the thing though right that's just to me you having you're gonna have up and down games and that's why you need more than one guy dj moore looks like he's gonna be a guy every single week right there's gonna be a week where he's not Guess what? That's when I need Darnell Mooney to step up. You proved to me that you can be the guy in a week where they're going to do everything they can to shut down DJ Moore. I'm right there with you. And I think that the one thing that trading Chase does, I don't care what you said the last two weeks. I know we don't want Equinamius to be, you know, you don't want your wide receiver to be known as a blocker. You mm -hmm. want him to be known as an elite pass catcher. Yeah. But he be blocking. <laughs> he be, gotta buy he be in. down the field leading away. He be you, blocking. Right. You, gotta <laughs> buy, you have to buy in. You have to be part of the team. It, it, just because you're you think you're talent on one end, it's like it's not about that. It's it's the team game. Yeah. Which which I love about football. Everybody has to do their part. And if you're not selling that play, you're not selling that block, you're messing it up for everybody else. So, you know, we don't have any room for that, you know. And so um I think what it does too is that it frees up. Cole Komet is really shining now because if you got Mooney and you got uh, what? But, Lord, I can focus in on him not being able to block now. <laughs> like, yeah. Now that Claypool's gone, yeah. Cole, what you doing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cole, right? I like the pass catching ability. This man can't block to save his life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 13 personnel is still 12 with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, I saw, you know, I, was, I thought about you when I saw Herbert trying to block. Uh, oh, my night. God. He was, yeah, he was almost. <laughs> Justin! <laughs> sorry. So sorry. Get up. Get up, Justin. Uh, yeah, Herbert was <laughs> out there. I, it was Toro, Toro. <laughs> hey, I saw that. You know what? But he, here's the thing, right? Again, I, I don't want to know. I don't want my running back to be known as a blocker. I would rather you do some 12, man. And protect the guys up front. I like that we're seeing the adjustment in the scheme. And I think that that's a really, really good thing to see from the Chicago Bears team moving forward. Chase Claypool, I do wish him nothing from but the best, right? I hope that he gets in a situation where it fits for him, where it works for him, where, you know, it, it it's... I, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, where, where it works for his mental space. Because it seems like... Week two of the season versus Tampa seemed like the only way that we're going to get anything out of this guy is if we force feed him the football. Mm -hmm. And I think he had nine targets that game. Caught three of them. One touchdown. Claypool? Claypool. Yeah. The second you start having to force him the football, that's when you know you're doing something wrong because there's no way you should be taking passes away from the dude. That if I'm not mistaken, the last three weeks, I want to say he's – Five for nine, eight for nine, and five. What was he yesterday? What was he yesterday? Was he eight for nine again? Like, if you got a dude that's catching the football that efficiently, you feed him the ball. Right. And DJ Moore. I, I, I don't know if I said that right. DJ Moore yesterday, he got 10 targets. He caught eight up. Yeah. On the season right now, uh, let me see here. Receiving stats. He has been targeted... You're not gonna show me right there. That's that's what you're gonna do. No, I was doing the super chat. No, no, not you, not you. I'm I'm talking about the the stats I'm looking at here. You got to shout kinda... out to the super chat, Samurai J Claypool. We got two words for you. Shout out, DX. <laughs> <laughs> what, were, what were those words? What were, what were those? Words? DX. <laughs> <laughs> so since you since you've been giving him the football, right? 131 yards, 230 yards in the last two games. His average reception hasn't been lower than 12 yards per catch to this point. Uh, he's got five touchdowns in the last three games. No, he's special, man. Well, I, I'm just glad to see that the coaching is working. They're all let's, That's all we want to see. That's all we were wanting from the beginning, and if we're starting to get that, like everybody's kind of like, I'm more like, mm, wait and see. Like, is this really real? Like, before we really buy in? Or is this, you know? Thank you. Like, okay, now I can really be proud of this team and, and hopefully just go ahead and win the games. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how the draft plays out when it plays out versus, you know, let's just pack it in and wait to get this next guy. But yeah. we got it. We got our team. We got our team. And I, I I think that's the thing, right? Like you're you're starting to see these guys come together as a receiving unit over the last two weeks. That's the part that I want to see. Because every week we've talked about, right, like uh, Claypool didn't get it going or not Claypool, I'm sorry. Uh, Mooney didn't go get it going in this one, but he had two balls that were catchable that he didn't bring down. One was a clear P.I. to me that in the was, end zone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that There's one ball where Justin overthrew him. Yep. And then there's one over the middle that he doesn't end up getting. But when you got a game where they literally can't stop D.J. Moore, you don't stop giving the football to D.J. Moore to acquiesce to Darnell Mooney. And guess what? Darnell Mooney probably understands that and is like, well, you know what? Yeah, I like winning, and he's the reason that we're winning. And right. if he doesn't understand that, guess what? 
we got a top five pick coming from the Carolina Panthers more than likely that we can use on a receiver if we trade down, I guess, in your left estimation. tackle. <laughs> left tackle, please. I don't know if this, I don't or do I don't know if this or, is an offensive line three, draft. Or a three technique, please. Please. I don't know if this is an offensive line draft. Maybe a three tech. Or another you probably, you'll probably, end. They'll probably you'll probably be able to find a three tech here. Or or a defensive end, the best one. It's fine. But give me a left tackle. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay with all of that. Nah, man. Um, wish Claypool nothing but the best, and uh, hope that you have a great time in Miami. Uh, you are now you went from being possibly the second, I guess, if you had a good attitude, to being what is he? What what option is he down there? The fifth. <laughs> they got uh, he's big the though. Sixth? He, he might be a red zone target kind of guy. He's, that's a big dude. Yeah, but you got to get into the red zone. I got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Water. I can give them the ball at the three, and they'll be in the end zone. Right. You know yeah, I, mean? like, I know. And like, you got that I chain, I, I came, I chain guy. What's his name? Devon, Devon, a chain, a cane. Oh, a chain, a chain. Yeah, it's got, definitely not a chain, but we call him that because he's black. Yeah. They got some. They got some. <laughs> they got uh, a chain down there, bro. Like, like he's so far down on the depth chart to me. You gonna have to earn your spot there and hope that they pay you. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, it's sad. I I feel like he's on that trajectory where it's like. He actually might not be in the league if it doesn't work in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see that. I want to see his career continue. Because I, I thought there was – I, I saw it. There's talent there. You just got to want to utilize it right. to me. So yep. he didn't want to utilize it. Let's finish it off with the Friday free-for-all, man. Because, uh, listen, exactly. Uh, that fridge is so much closer now. <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. Joel just out here switching the uh, – Switching everything around in the studio, and it threw me off. Hey, bro, but let's jump into the Friday free-for-all, man. We can talk about anything on this Friday, and I'm actually going to keep it sports today. Nothing weird, no alligators, nothing like that, but I thought that this was such an interesting story, and I wanted to get your opinion on it, seeing as how the Chicago Bears ran it three times yesterday. The Philadelphia Eagles have become so good at the tush push. I wish that we had a different name for it. Pause. Or is it the brotherly shove? I like this. I like this. I, I'd rather have the brotherly shove. That sounds crazy as well. I'm not going to lie to you. But it, but it sounds better than tush push, right? But it's, it's working so efficiently. It's working for them at an 81% rate mm. that the NFL might outlaw it. <laughs> Hey, bro, bro. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. People are talking. Nick Sirianni said it's not as automatic as as people think. As we're seeing across the NFL, Nick Sirianni said it might not be automatic for the Eagles, but it's close that as their success rate might explain why it has become controversial with critics. It's more rugby than football and should be outlawed. The rules committee will review the play in the offseason and the league altered officials to watch infractions such as legal formation and blocks. The backlash prompted the take your whining and stick it standing ovation during Sunday's game against the Washington Commanders as Eagles fans showed their support for the play that has become a part of their team's identity. 
uh, league officials say it's not being officiated as illegal, so we just have to prepare for it. Oh, I'm sorry, that's what Washington defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio said before the game. I would personally like to see it eliminated, not just because they run it better than anybody, although they do run it better than anybody, but I don't think that it is a football play. So question to the chat, question to the panel, question to the super producer, Joel Holt. Should the tush push be outlawed because it is not a football play? Realistically speaking, it is a rugby scrum play. Uh, I don't care. Let them let them have the play. What difference does it make? I mean, it's a it's basically a quarterback sneak. They're just all ganging up and pushing it over the over the wherever the line, right? It's a quarterback sneak where basically you push the quarterback through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just have a really good <laughs> offensive line. Like, not everybody can run that, so they're hating that they do it well. Not everybody else can do it. That's literally what it is. That's all it is. <laughs> they're just mad that they can't stop the it. With Jalen Hurts, like with Justin Fields, right, if Justin Fields can get it at a high success rate, it really might become an unstoppable play because of his size. Jalen Hurts is a small dude, so it's kind of just like push, push. Get, get yeah, I mean, it's almost <laughs> like – because we're talking about fourth and ones, right? I mean, they're only they're only doing this for one, two-yard games, right? Yeah, you're doing this on fourth and one. We saw the Bears do it on a couple of third and ones yesterday, third exactly. and inches yesterday. And they're yeah. giving it to Cole Komet or Yeah, I don't want to see the Cole Komet one. They, they're not either. doing it with Cole. I don't want to see that anymore. They've done it with Cole, but I, they're just jealous. It's no different from, like, when they started doing the, uh, the option back in the day. And they wanted to outlaw that because no one could stop it. Yeah. Who was it? I think it was Mike Vick when they first were doing – the option when he first came to the league. Remember that? Yeah. They were going, they were just, you know, what is that? Peyton Luke, Rich Perry. The thing is, is that when it's different, when you don't understand how to do well, it. Well, see, that that is, that's what I thought immediately, right? As a Bears fan, I thought about what the fridge used to do with Peyton, right? Mm -hmm. He literally just picked him up. That should be illegal. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, carry a guy. I got the football. I yeah. jump into the biggest dude's arms that's going to be able to withstand everybody. Right. And he carries me in. That should be illegal. But I don't think that this should be illegal. I don't think that this should be outlawed. Isn't football about blocking and tackling? So if you're blocking and <laughs> blocking yeah. to get over the line of scrimmage, you're carrying the ball over. I don't see this an issue. You're just, just not good at it. You're just not good at stopping it. Yeah, to me, I'm not going to lie to you. This is on par with when everybody started complaining about the overtime. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. We don't get Josh Allen didn't get an opportunity yep. to get the ball back in overtime. Josh Allen had the number one defense in the NFL that couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. You're going to complain about the defenses stopping uh, uh, not being able to go out there and stop yeah. a quarterback and his offense going down the field. So you're going to change the rule in the playoffs now where everybody gets the ball and it's kumbaya and everybody hugs at the end of the game. And I love you so much. This is at a certain point, you're trying to take the football out of football. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that. Right. The, the defense, here's the thing Jack Del Rio couldn't stop it. Where's the defensive coordinator that's going to adjust? Because it's going to come. There's going to be some defensive coordinator that's going to go, oh, okay, this is this. They run this efficiently. How do we stop this? You punch the quarterback in the chin. Yeah, I don't know if that's the answer. I'm also, just saying. You know what they I mean? They have the best offensive line in the league. They have the best talent. So when they don't, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You have the, the biggest, the strongest guys out there. So, no, that it's only because they just are the best and they can do it and get away with it. Yeah. And you guys can't stop it and you're mad. Check out the article. It's on ESPN. Uh, I thought that this was a very interesting article to finish things out with because, to me, this, this is a – 
this is you basically saying, I can't figure out how to stop it, so I give up. I want the league to take it away. First of all, they didn't even win the Super Bowl. So it's not like they won the Super Bowl with it. Like they they tush pushed their way down the field. Yeah, like this is they got the Super, <laughs> every they single play, and I think they did it in the Super Bowl too. They, yes. but they didn't win, so it's not like it stopped and helped them really win a bunch of stuff. I mean, they 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 had key possessions to help them win games, but for the most part, it didn't give them the ultimate prize. You're just mad that you couldn't stop it in your division. Yeah, it's uh. It's interesting when when you see those moments to me because it's it's basically giving. Because here's the thing: does anybody else run it well? We ran it well yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. The Bears ran it well yesterday. Does anybody else run it well? I don't know another team that runs it elite. Yeah, and typically you have an athletic, strong court. Well, no, I mean I guess some guys. Who who was running it? No, somebody else is running it. They ran it. Uh. I mean, a lot of teams are running. Yeah, it now, I'm trying to think. This but there's not, but it. there's not as many teams running it elite. I want to say uh, Detroit tried it. They didn't end up picking it up. I think that was it. Uh, it was I, I saw Atlanta try it. They didn't end up picking it up. Like it, it's not like that. like yes, Philly's elite at it. But outside of that, we're not sitting here. Uh, uh, New York. Hold on. on. It says it here in the article as well on Monday night. Uh, two members of the New York Giants, Ricky Center, John Michael Schmitz, and tight end Daniel Bellinger were hurt while while executing a tush push in the first quarter of the 24-3 loss to Seattle, and they did not return. So people are getting hurt now doing this because you don't know how to do it. Here's the thing. Tell your coaches to coach better. Don't outlaw the rule because, oh, it's a, ru- a rugby rule. And you know that's the logic they're going to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, guys are getting hurt with this. So now we we can't uh, we can't have that. That's, uh, that's unacceptable. When you got hate in your heart, I guess you got to let it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, let us know how you guys feel in the comments below. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Quick, quick uh, uh, um, fr- Friday free-for-all. Uh, because uh, we had so much to talk about Bears news. A Bears win gives you a lot to talk about. So uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do this Monday through Friday every single week. We also have the Chicago Bears breeze and the Chicago Bulls breeze. We'll have Chicago Bulls live calls on it this season. Tune in with us for those over there. Ringo, me, P-Kid, all getting in on that. First one is this Sunday at noon, ladies and gentlemen. So rock with us on that. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love, Birdon. We don't have to watch the Bears this Sunday. That's actually also a blessing. We don't have to stress this Sunday. Yeah. Please. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.